Welcome to the Women in My World podcast. I'm Sherry Rigby. Do you need some inspiration in your life to keep walking in your faith as you step into your calling? The Women in My World's guests will impact you as they share their triumphs and their tragedies through the art of storytelling as we discuss the world today and how they are influencing it. The show is dedicated to women who put their faith into action by tackling critical real-life issues that will change and impact the world. I am excited to share the mic with celebrities, authors, influencers, trailblazers, and world changers as they dig deep into how they overcome by leaning into Christ. As the oldest grandchild of Sight & Sound founders, Katie's first step onto the stage when she was four years old, making her the first member of the family's third generation to be part of the ministry. Throughout her 30 years tenure, Katie has served in various capacities within the company, including human resources, marketing, and business development. Sight & Sound is an entertainment company passionate about bringing true stories of faith to life on stage and on screen that reveal the power of the gospel. I am so excited. Welcome my guest today, Katie Miller. Hi, Sherry. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Hi. You have been a busy, busy lady since the last time (laughs) I saw you, and I cannot wait to tackle all of these incredible things that you've been doing and how you are literally, you guys are changing the world through sight and sound. Like I, I cannot wait to dig into this. So, But before we go to all of those fun questions, I want to ask you a question that always kind of launches the podcast and it gets our conversation going. And I would ask you how you describe or define success. Oh, that's a good question. It's a heavy question to start with. Um, <laughs> One of the things that someone said to me, a dear friend of mine said to me several years ago, and it has stuck with me ever since, is he said, you know, um, Jesus doesn't say in the parable, well done, good and successful servant. He says, well done, good and faithful servant. And if our goal in life is to serve the master, um, then our goal should be to be faithful. Like that's actually our measure of success. And um, sometimes you can be in a season of being super faithful, but the on the outside, the fruit isn't there yet, but that is not our measure of success. And so um, he's a dear friend of mine. He said it to me years ago in a really tough season of life. And I was like, I love that. Like, My measure of success is faithfulness, not all of the outside things that are much easier to actually measure. (laughs) And so that's how I would define it. That is so good. I'm going to have that written on the wall. And then I'm going to say like via Katie Miller, via friend, via (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, like that is so powerful. And it's such a great reminder because really that is biblical faithful. Mm -hmm. And that means through ups and downs. It means through all walks of life to be faithful and and believing that God's provision and his faithfulness is truly enough as we take this journey and through our life. Well, I, that we said heavy question, but I think you just probably blew everybody away by the answer. So thank you. Now it's all easy. Now it's a cakewalk from here. But like, listen, like it's, it's easy to sit here and say it though, but as like a really like highly achieving personality. Um, it's, it's a lot easier said than done. I mean, I, I actually literally just wrote in my journal this morning, my quiet time. I was like, Lord, like, let me 
keep my focus on being faithful today. I have 10 million things I needed to get done today, but I don't want that. You know, I don't want my, I don't want my checklist to be the measure of my day. Like it's, it's easy to make with a checklist my measure of my day. Um, but I don't want that to be when I come back to this journal tonight, I don't want to look back on my day and be like, well, I checked everything off my list. That was my measure of success. Like, but man, it is like a daily, like re, you know, like resetting the focus because it's not it's not where I naturally live. I would love to say I just naturally live there and it's easy. Yeah. All the Wouldn't we all? Wouldn't we all? <laughs> yeah. But it's it's not. Um, it's absolutely not. <laughs> no, I'm a checklist person as well. And I I guess being type A, that type A personality, like you here we are. Checklist, you know, so yeah. you're like, okay, so here's what we have today to get this done and this accomplishment. And I mean, I've even gone so far as to figure out, you know, how many hours I have in my day and then how many different things I can tackle. And then they each get an hour next to him. And that's like even getting really wacky, but that's truth. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. You know, uh, you know, it's, it's so good to sit here and talk about this though, because you really have tackled a lot of things over the last, I think it's been six months since I've seen you (laughs) and you guys have done incredible stuff. And you know, not only did you guys release a feature film at Christmas time, but you've also mm-hmm. put on two major stage shows that are absolutely fantastic beyond measure. And I, I want to dig in and talk to you a little bit about those. But first, I want to go back and talk to you just a little bit about your journey, because mm-hmm. so many of the women who are listening today think, wow, look at we're going to you're going to we're going to hear all about what Katie's doing and how many great things she gets to do day in and day out. But they don't really get to hear about the journey, the trials and the tribulations that you're walking through or, or have walked through to get to where you're at today. So that's where I'd like to start. Yeah, absolutely. Um let me think where to start for a second. Well, let me just say this, like for those who may not be familiar with our background around Sight and Sound, um, it is a family owned business. Um, we're coming up on 50 years. So it's older than I am. So I was born, I was literally born on the stage. We had a little uh, nursery set up on, on stage right off the wing in one of the dressing rooms and another one set up in the box office growing up because it was a full blown family affair. So I don't remember a moment in my life of not having this place be a significant part of it. Um, at the same time, we're, we're right here in the middle of Lancaster County. My grandparents grew up as farmers. Um, I always, I mean, literally, we say this all the time. We're like, Lord, are you sure? Like you called a bunch of farmers to do this entertainment thing. We don't know what we're doing. Um, that's how it feels sometimes. Um, but we really, you know, the, those, those deep conservative farm roots go really deep. And so growing up, most of the women in my family, they were all involved to an extent, but there was a really um, big focus. And I'm so grateful for it on family. And most of them spent many years being stay-at-home moms. And so I followed a lot of that same trajectory. I have three kids and was homeschooling. I was homeschooled and kind of like no one looking back, there was no one ever putting um, intentional pressure whatsoever to live life like that. But it was just um, what we did. I don't know. It's just what you kind of just do what you do. And I was 30 years old and um, with homeschooling my two older kids. I had a very, very rambunctious toddler. I was working part-time <laughs> here at the theater and I kind of hit this wall of like, I can't do all of this anymore. And I said to my husband at the time, I was like, I think, I think I'm going to retire from working. I think like, I've done this my whole life. I think I'm going to retire and we can have a bunch more kids and I'll become a homeschool mom. I'll get chickens in the backyard and like 
that's the life I'm going to walk towards. And he kind of was like, are you sure? <laughs> like, I don't know. That that's <laughs> and I was like, really like, determined. Have you talked to God about that yet? <laughs> yeah, I know. And then literally, and he was just sort of like, I don't know. Okay. Like, you know, he was trying to give me space. And there was a woman um, at the time who was one of our VPs here. And she didn't know that this was like my whole thought process. I hadn't shared it with anybody. And um, she came to me one day and said, hey, I have a job consideration for you. There's this new department being formed and there's a position and I think you should consider it. And I literally said, I was totally serious. I was like, oh, I didn't tell anybody this yet, but I'm retiring. And she looked at me and she goes, no, you're not. (laughs) And I was like, no, I really am. And um, so it sparked this whole series and season of conversations of like me digging down deep to go like, wait a second, Lord, like. Who do you? Who are you calling me to be? And just because this seems like a really clear path to me, um, maybe you're calling me to something more. And I'm a, that scares me, but at the same time, like I trust you with it. And so, the biggest thing was um, I had put all of this pressure on myself to be homeschooling my kids, which I'm still. I actually am back to homeschooling my high schooler at the moment. But um, I was like, Lord, I can't do all of this, and so I'm gonna put a Gideon fleece out, and I need you to help me solve. Mm. Like, what things in my life are you asking me to lay down? And um, I am not joking when I say the actual next day I get a phone call from an extended family member who knew none of these conversations were unfolding. And she said, hey, I really felt like the Lord told me to call you this morning. This is so random, but I'm going to visit this little private Christian school right down the road from our house that I never had heard about. And I feel like you're supposed to come with me and visit. And I said, what? Okay. I Okay, Lord, that was really fast. I wasn't expecting that answer. answer. And so anyhow, it was it was such a moment. It was a life turning point moment for me because it, it not that you, it was just such a process. I'll put it this way of walking actually more towards a career, if you want to call it that, and a more in-depth involvement in our business, our, our ministry, um, while still having kids running around and, and all of the complexities of that and all of the pressure we put ourselves on ourselves, especially as women, to have our lives look a certain way, even if no one else is doing that. Because I want to make it really clear. My family wasn't telling me. like They were all wildly supportive, but I had put it on myself that motherhood had to look an exact certain way and what my kids' school experience had to look a certain way. And um, how many kids I had even, like all of it was just, it was such a season of going, okay, Lord, this is not the surrender I thought you were walking me towards, but I will trust you and walk towards it. And it has been like such a wild ride ever since. I've been a part of brain development and it's been fun and hard, um, but the Lord Mm -hmm. is so gracious and faithful. I love that story. And it's so, it hits me too. It's so poignant. I mean, I, there's been multiple times in my life where I'm like, you know, I'm good, God, like Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm good, you know? And, and, and I think even today in, in our culture, there's so much social pressure on what motherhood looks like. And I don't know about you, but I mean, even, you know, social media has this whole like, you know, motherhood thing. And if you're not doing A, B, C, and D, and you're not, you know, packaging your fruit a certain way and doing, you know, videos and showing your kids in these perfect outfits, it gets really overwhelming, right? And you're trying to juggle it all. And so Mm -hmm. I'm totally with you. I remember telling my husband uh, after we, well, actually I was pregnant with Levi and I said, the moment that he's born, I'm done. Like I have to stay home and raise my kids. And I'm so thankful that God knew that was the season I needed to be in, but he didn't keep me in it for too long because he was already preparing me for the entertainment and media world. And so 
but I love that you are so real and transparent about it's really hard because you put the pressure on you. The world puts the pressure on you and thank God for the voices of wisdom to come around you and pour into you and go, have you really thought about this? When you, because you're tackling, like I said, you, you've, you're tackling things like feature films, soundstage. You guys have gone through a major, I mean, I remember when we were talking and you were thinking, you were saying how, you know, there were things that you guys were discussing to even branch out even further with sight and sound. So tell us a little bit about what it looks like for you, Katie, Dane, and, you know, your day walk through being part of Sight and Sound. And what was it like to tackle your guys? Was it the first feature film, I believe, that was first feature film released through Fathom at Christmas time? Tell us a little bit about what it's like in your, a day in your world and then what it was like preparing for the release of. I heard the bell. Yeah. Yeah. I watched this movie and I'm like, oh my gosh, so good. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how that went. Yeah. Well, my day today, there is no consistent thing. I mean, when you are in live theater, and you know more than anybody, when you're in either live theater, any type of entertainment, um, there is mm. no normal. And we, um, our stage shows, like have it all in that we have live animals and we have, um, we have kids in the show. Some of my kids are in the show. We have, um, we have, you know, all of the different elements that go into live theater and it's live theater. So things happen sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. and then we are always living for myself in particular, my world right now is more so on the marketing and development side. So I'm usually living like a couple years out ahead. So right now we're having conversations around what do we want our show schedule to look like in 2025? Like, do we want this many shows a week or this many shows a week? And um, we have, we're already in production. Not only we're going to be announcing um, what brand new show we have coming next year in just a couple of weeks, but we're already in production for our 2026 show we've kicked off the production of our next feature film so we're working on that so we have all of these different fantastic amazing teams um and my my job really is to help pave the way for all of the ministry that's coming and so a lot of times I am I sort of I'm like what shows on stage right now because I'm living in 2025 (laughs) you know that's a lot of times where I live and we um so there's a lot going on all the time but in many ways, it also is a very well-oiled machine. If you've ever been in a theater environment, you have stage managers and you have, um, you know, yeah. everything is, is choreographed down to the second. And, and that is so in our DNA um, that it's even in our production process a little bit. And so our design teams, construction teams, writers, producers, um, they all are in all of the different shows and films are in a different part of the process. So each of the different mm-hmm areas are working on a different part of the production, whether it's for stage or screen at a different time. And so um, there's a little bit of a leapfrog effect that happens in the way that we produce. So they all, all of them follow the sh- the productions the whole way through, but the heaviest parts, like there's a design phase, there's a writing phase, a design phase, a construction phase, and then I get it to the show phase. And um, it's heavier at each of the different intervals for the different teams. So they're amazing. We have nearly 800 employees between our two locations. And um, it's quite an undertaking for sure. I feel like sometimes I walk around and I'm still kind of like, what is even happening here, guys? Like, it's just (laughs) incredible. It's fun. It makes it really fun. It's never boring. I'm never bored. (laughs) You're listening to the Edify Podcast Network. We'll be right back. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. 
Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. This is the Edify Podcast Network. Welcome back. Well, and 800 people, and they're crafting something so amazing and beautiful. I mean, even just to go onto your website, and I'm looking at the different shows, and I know you had a huge show right at Christmas time as you were releasing the movie, and then, you know, very shortly thereafter, you had the next stage play. How do you guys decide this is, you know, well, first, how did you decide that was going to be the movie? And then also, how do you actually choose which musicals you're going to do or the plays? Because, you know, it's... King David and Moses and Queen Esther. And so, you know, what is that, what does that process look like? Yeah. Um, it is very, very prayerful. And I mean, I don't actually say that um, dismissively. It really is. I mean, we um, have a, a, the smaller team is actually our team of writers and producers. There's not all that many of them because we only need, you know, two per show or production that we're working on. And so um, we have our executive team and then a um, production team as well as our main show producers. And so a lot of it really does not totally depend on a show producer, but really like what has the Lord been stirring in your heart? And so, um, you know, is, are there any stories or even themes that are coming up that you feel like the Lord is leading you towards? And a lot of times, you know, we have a couple in the wings. So David was a show that we just knew that we knew Mm. that we knew that was coming down the pike at some point in time. There was no way we could be in, you know, in an entertainment business that's focused on Bible stories on stage that are focused on music (laughs) and not to David (laughs) at some point in time. It's just, you know, it's a strange industry to be in. Um, So when... um, there was like two things that came together for David in particular. My brother, Ryan actually uh, produced David and it was the first full show that he produced. So he's been a part of our creative production teams in different capacities his entire life. He um, definitely inherited that part of, of the genes from our family. And so he has been there his whole life, but David was the first show that he was lead producer on. And so when they came to him and they said, Hey, we'd love to give you the opportunity to step into this mix. Um, here's a couple of different stories ideas that we have? Are there any that ring true for you? Um, He was like, let me just think about it for a little bit. But honestly, he came back a week later and he's like, it's David. I know it's David. And he's always been a musician. And so the music and um, he's been, you know, on worship teams most of his adult life and most of his teen life. And so he's like, it just, it just fits. I just feel so passionate about it. Um, And so it just, there's some times where certain things like that just seem to come together. But um, all of that is bathed in I mean, incredible amounts of prayer and we don't make it quick. We don't make the decisions quickly either. It's months and months and months of doing some research, like, Hey, go spend some time in the scriptures. Like, are they still resonating? What's the theme of the story? Cause you can take David a million different directions. And so it was, you know, it's, it's that whole process of what, what message is God asking us to tell through this story is almost as important as what the story is itself. Um, You know, there's so many things that we could have done with David, so many things we could have taken the story of Queen Esther or when we did Jesus, but there's usually a message that we feel really impressed on. And then it is awesome when we hear that, like, um, one of the show producers is like, I've been having the story swirl in my head and that's the exact theme, you know, and it happens almost every time. It just, the Lord is wow. incredibly faithful with it. So 
Yeah. Wow. I love that. Have you had a favorite show? Has there been one that's been like, man, I could watch this over and over and over again and just know that it, it, it touches me every time or. Yeah. I, I, it's like picking a favorite child. It's easier to actually pick like favorite moments in each of the different shows. Cause I love right, them all for right, right. different reasons, but Queen Esther and David, there are most, are two most recent shows and they just, um, they both felt incredibly timely for the time that they were produced. And like we produced Queen Esther and, um, literally got up to opening day and then we're not able to open because of COVID. And um, then as that, I know it's like the word don't want to say, but we, you know, we had produced this beautiful, amazing show. And then it, the whole story of that show is about this woman who is taken away and isolated from her people and has mm-hmm. to follow God's will in the midst of a political crisis. And that whole year, take COVID aside, was just, and we all know it was, un, it was just, it was unreal. And so the fact that that story of isolation, of loss, um, she had lost Mm -hmm. her parents, she was processing losing her parents, like the whole thing was just like, we could not have chosen this story to premiere this year if like, we had known that this was coming down the pike. And then to have that followed by David, which was all about, um, you know, one of our taglines for the show was not every battle is won with a sword. And you can't just go at everything in life tactically. You have to be, um, you know, battling, quote unquote, with prayer and with that relationship with the Lord. It's the only way to move out of um, all the things that unfolded in David's life and, and that he in his failings too. And so that story coming on the heels, again, we would have never tried it or known it, but it was still just like how things seem to unfold. And so, like I said, the Lord is so faithful and we're grateful to be able to be following him in in, in all of this. Yeah. No, I love that because too, I think too, that it's, it's no matter what the stories that we do tell when we know that really the Lord is in it and on it, that we come through the process, not only from the beginning of this very like early developmental stage, like the development part of it, you know, God is pouring in at that time. He's pouring in during the production process, the pre-pro and the production and, and then the post. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, I came out of this with a whole different perspective or I've learned something new that God was showing me through this process. Mm-hmm. Every Absolutely. time. I mean, yeah, every time. It's like the, you know, you can't have one side without the other. Like he's right. so many times in my own journey, like I can look back on all of those moments of going, what should I be walking towards, Lord? Who are you calling me to be? I don't know if I want all of this, you know, all of that. And I look back mm-hmm. at what he did in me through those seasons. And so many times, like I've asked, you know, some of my mentors, I'm like, is is the Lord doing this in my life for my own development or for sight and sounds development? And their answer is always like, yes, like he, he can't do one <laughs> yes, without the so. other. So like, it's not, it's just, it's always going to be both. Like there's, there's bigger benefits than only your own development, but he has to develop you for those things to happen. And I'm like, all oh, right. Okay. Like no kidding, but you don't always think about it in those, in those ways. <laughs> So, no. yeah. And that's going back to the being faithful. That's that's the coolest part of it because when we're faithful, that's really how he shows up to show us like, let me show you what I'm going to do through this and then let mm-hmm. let me show you how I'm going to do what I do through you and grow you at the same time. Just like yeah. it's such a beautiful part of it, but without the faithfulness there, like you said earlier in the beginning of our conversation, we may not experience some of what the best part of our life could could be because mm-hmm. God's like, trust me, yeah. you know, 
I'll show yeah. you something that you never thought that you could have ever imagined even being a part of. Do you ever think because you you were literally born into <laughs> this, you were literally born on stage. Do you ever feel like there was something else that maybe God was calling you to? Or do you ever think like, well, you know, if I could have done that, or maybe I should have done that. Have you ever, have you ever encountered that? I've definitely asked the questions, honestly, especially through COVID, because it was such a precarious season for us. I mean, we were live entertainment venues. We were one of the last to close. In addition to not having revenue in either location for almost six months, we also had already had 500,000 tickets booked for the year. So we had millions of dollars in refunds that needed to be going out the door that truthfully, we like were getting to the point of not having um, up until the point we got open. And so it was just, there were as a family many times throughout that year of being like, okay, like the Lord has been faithful. This has been a really good run. Like, I don't know. <laughs> this is it now. Time to show up, Lord. <laughs> like we're, we're watching. Uh, and he was. It has been, I mean, it has been a whirlwind. Like, to even think mm-hmm. of what has unfolded in the last three years since 2020 is just remarkable. But, um, yeah, like, it's, I think we as a family try really, really hard. It's, again, we don't always, always do it perfectly, but we take the posture of this Lord or this ministry is the Lord's. And for now he has called us Mm -hmm. to steward it. Um, But we, we, again, don't do it perfectly. But one of the things like one, I would say like one of our family values is not clinging to it too tightly and very much not having our identity only tied up in the work that we do here. We've watched Mm -hmm. others and we've learned from others mistakes. And even, even here, like we've all had our seasons of going like, Whoa, like this is affecting me a little bit too much. I think, I need to like yeah. figure out why, you know, and um, yeah. and so we are 100% in, we're sold out, we're for it. And um, it is a constant daily reminder that this whole place is so much bigger than any one of us. And so it is just like a healthy, um, a healthy process to go through just like, Lord, like every once in a while, like, am I still where you want me? You know, like Paul's check, is there anything else you're calling me towards? And so far the answer has been stay here, but it's something that I always um, am trying to stay open-handed to. Again, not saying I always fully succeed in it, but it's been an interesting, even through that whole season, like I was like, I don't know, maybe he's calling me to do something different. And then like, it just sort of felt like a very clear redirect back to here. But even my kids, my, my oldest son is graduating high school this year. So we're having all these conversations and I'm like, Hey, I'm never going to make you, but he works here now. And I'm like, you know, it's, it's not bad to go get other experiences and try something different for a little bit. So consider that prayerfully see what the Lord has for you. We want our Mm -hmm. kids to be here if this is where God has called them, but we don't want it to ever be an expectation that they have to, you know, it's, it's, that's the last thing we ever want is someone here who shouldn't be, you know, if the Lord has something else for them. I love that. We have family businesses too. Ours is not quite as pretty. Ours is in farming. So our kids probably, they run a little faster away. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, there is something that's so beautiful about having your family around and really trusting that God has a plan for them just as, just as much. And, you know, we, in the generation part of it is we get to grow together and grow something together. That's beautiful. And I love Mm -hmm. that. Tell us a little bit about what's next for you and for sight and sound and uh, just kind of what's on the what's on the horizon. 
Yeah. Well, we um, have already are diving into our next feature film that has been quite an interesting ride so far. And, you know, we, we know that Sight and Sound is primarily known for the place where the Bible comes to life on stage. And we know that. Um, However, we got our start in multimedia. My grandparents started with um, slideshows all the way back in the sixties before slideshows were even really a thing. And um, (laughs) so all of our shows and all of our productions, and we've done most of our own um, you know, TV spots and things like that throughout the year. So media and cameras have been a part of who we are and the creativity that we express here ever since the beginning. But mm-hmm. for the most part, when people think of sight and sound, they think of live live stage productions. And so we know that um, as we're continuing to grow and the Lord is calling us towards new things, whether it's the streaming platform or the film side, um, being being very cautious and careful to, again, steward um, the ministry of sight and sound and uh, take steps towards new things without step taking steps too far or too fast outside of what God has called us to is probably our biggest point of focus right now. And one that we are like, so, um, you know, just continuing to seek the Lord for discernment on. I said a couple of years ago was my first NRB experience. And mm-hmm. um, I was I, we live in Lancaster County. We have a this massive theater in the middle of farm country where my neighbors are almost all Amish. Like it's such a yep. unique setup. And I, <laughs> my very first NRB, I, my whole world was like exploding because I'm like, there's a whole faith-based industry out here. Like I just, we've just been like doing this thing over here. And so films has definitely cracked that door open in an entirely different way. And we're so grateful for the different relationships and friendships that we're making. And so there's a lot of just um, prayerful consideration of like, Lord, who are you calling us to be in this new season? It feels like a, a new, you know, next step for sight and sound. And who are you calling us to be? Who are you calling us to partner with? How do we be good friends and neighbors in this industry? We have a film studio and a back lot. And is there a way that we can, you know, collaborate in really cool ways with some other ministries that are out there? So there's a lot of just prayerful con- consideration of where is he leading us? Where is he taking us without stepping outside of where he's called us to do. Cause there's a lot of things we could say yes to. So it's just, it's very um, humbling in many ways. And also mildly overwhelming on some days of like, <laughs> I don't know, there's so much <laughs> happening right now, but um, we'll be announcing our next uh, brand new show for 2024 in just a couple of weeks. And like I said, already in production for the one after that. So there's wow. a lot coming down the pike as we're yeah. In a season of trying wow. to not to run the race, but not run too fast, you know, like yeah. we're, um, very mindful of that for our teams and our own sakes too. There's just, we're only got this one life and we want to live it to the fullest, but we're all moms and dads and sons and daughters and have kids and everything else too. So family's a really big part of just who we are in our DNA here. Well, it's interesting because we also know as believers, we can get distracted really fast. And so there can be so many different things coming at us that we actually start to miss what we're actually supposed to be investing our time in and the people around us. Right. And so I think that's such a good thing that you guys are so prayerful. You're, you know, family orientated and you do have a very defined definition of what you guys do. And then you add to it, you don't, you don't go out and just start pulling all these pieces together, you know, and kind of mushing it all together. You've actually just kind of been very solid and steady and you're building on what you know. And I love that. And I would say like our dear friend, Alex Kendrick would say, you know, making sure that it's 
a God idea and not just a good idea. You know, there's lots of good ideas, but is it a God idea? And that's whether you're doing a show or whether whatever kind of feature film or whatever you're doing in the business world in general, marriage, family, I don't care what it is, you know, know that God is in it. So tell everybody how they can um, stay connected to you and to what's going on with Sight and Sound and just to be a part of what you guys are doing because it's so fantastic. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, the easiest way to stay connected to us is our website. It's sight-sound.com and everything there and what we have coming down the pike, um, whether streaming, films, shows, um, we keep everything up to date there. And we are, all, of, sorry, of course, all across all the different social platforms too, we're on there. Mm-hmm. But um, we love, like, we're so grateful just for um, for you and for the ministry that you have and the part that you play in the industry. It's been, like I said, so fun. Like, it's been actually probably for me the most fun part of the last several years of growth is just Mm. um, the people that God keeps bringing across our paths. And like the part that we all get to play in telling stories um, that are furthering the gospel and in a way that we're kind of all like walking in the same direction doing it. It's like, Hey, good job over there. You know, it's, it's been, it has been so, it has been so life giving though, to see what the yeah. Lord is doing through the arts. You know, he was the ultimate storyteller. And so to see him using, um, entertainment and, and faith, uh, stories in this season, it's just feels like it's been exploding um, across, especially our nation, but across the world too. Um, it just feels like something special is happening right now. And so to be able to be cheering each other along in the process is just such a cool, um, such a cool aspect of, I think, the society that we live in right now. I love that. It's so good because it seems like the momentum has been building and all of a sudden it's like, man, that wheel is really going. And yeah. I think it's, uh, the reason for the season that God is like, mm-hmm. I need you to do this and I need you to do it now. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah. I love that. I love it. He's like, and it's now, you know? Yeah. And, and so, but I love being the body too. And, and, I, and it is a beautiful family of people who really do come alongside of one another and just be like, Hey, I want to encourage you. How can I be praying for you, lifting you up? You know, yeah. what can I do to, to share whatever knowledge I have or how can I, you know, and I think that's a beautiful part of the process. So I'm excited for you guys. I'm so excited that you joined us today. I can't wait though to get to Sight and Sound so that I can actually see what you do because all my buddies that have visited and have worked with you guys have just said it is one of the most masterful things that you'll do in your careers to walk through this these and watch these masters at work creating something that's so beautiful and it's like you can't stop thinking about what they're doing. And, um, so I can't wait to get there. So, well, you have an open invitation anytime we'll give you a tour and walk you around and grab lunch. It'll be wonderful. (laughs) I love that. I'm going to plan. I'm going to be watching for what's next for you guys and, and just excited, but thank you so much, Katie, for joining us and just thank you for being a part of one of the women in my world and growing and just pouring into other women. I'm sure you do that day in and day out. And, um, I just, I'm excited to see what's next for you guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it so much. And hopefully we get to do it again sometime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, everyone, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you again for being with the women in my world. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered to keep dreaming the dream that God has called you into and he has placed on your heart. So we thank you again. Make sure that you check us out on Edify. Uh, Spotify and Apple. Make sure you download the podcast, share it with a friend. They'll be encouraged through it. And we'd also want to say thank you to Edify for sponsoring the women in my world. Make it a great day. Mm -hmm.